Flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Alright, so this is the Flogcast for the post-season. The shell-shocked Tiger Starburns is here, and I'm joined by the Mayor of East Geelong, Teach. Hello there. The Andrew Mackey of Podcast from St Kilda Cookson. Hey all. Bigfooty's number one exporter and Australia's number one exporter of Baby Formula Penal. Howdy. The number one fan of future NBL MVP Jesse White, Morgan Ashley. Hello. The Flogcast resident piano man, Dan. Are you still Eco or are you E-Guy? Are you, have you jumped on the wagon like a lot of other Richmond posters? Well, the Echo thing was... Is it Echo or Eco? Um, I don't actually know. Eco, I think, maybe. I, I don't it's know. It's, 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 you type it, it's an abbreviation. It's, it's sort of like lol. You don't actually say lol. I do. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know. No, I was I was fairly emotionally checked in. You have oh, yeah. to be emotionally checked in. Like it's sort of, of course. these intros yep. are fairly facetious after all. And finally, or the foundation member of Bay 13's Vag Gang from West Coast, Wushet. Hi. All right. Goo or tears, and I'm going to go first because That's fair my team won the flag and. I actually feel very, very pleased about it. Like ridiculously, I'm, I'm shocked to be sitting here. I'm, I am shocked to be sitting here. I'm, I'm euphoric, but at the same time, it seems very, very, very strange to me still. But I'm gonna have goo. And to be honest, you won't believe me when I say this, but once the season was over and I couldn't cookie it anymore by jinxing it, I was, regardless of result, gonna have goo for Damien Hardwick because no. Yes, no, it is my. I'm entitled to do anything. It's my team. No, you're not. You had your chance last week. You are now forever going to no. call Hardwick a terrible coach. You can't jump on his praises now. You can't. You had your chance. I can. That is that is that is my right as actual supporter. You can be Echo. Then you can you be, be labelled as a bandwagon supporter. Then. No, but you, I you always can't. supported the club. No, 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 you had to support the main man, and that was the coach, no, and you I never did. You can't just jump man. on his the club, wagon. The club, is, the club is bigger than one person. You're a bandwagoner. I am no bandwagoner. Honestly, even though we were on the other week, whoosh, and you, I was saying he did nothing, that was probably the week I turned on it. But mm. honestly, I didn't want to jinx it, because fucking I felt... I am that fucking. I was that fucking nervous about everything that was coming. But he has done a fantastic job this year. I'm not he, hearing this. No, he recognised his own flaws. He adapted. The game plan last year was putrid, and he knew it. And he went. Oh, out. is that based on one game, or has he just won the grand final? And now he's a great coach. It was sort of a slow transition to this, but I don't think. Oh, it's oh so this is very slow transition. It was so a slow. It was a slow transition. I didn't really start to warm. Or at least mm. didn't start the warm until he he had the hand on the cup. I, no, I, I I don't think I've bagged him since <laughs> probably a week or two after the Sydney loss without being. You bagged him all year. You bagged him all year. I wasn't about to say he was good. I'm still holding off on that, but he has done a good job. Clearly, the idea that the players played for him was the important part. I can say what I want, Dan, and the assistant coaches and all the support staff that were brought in. He he deserves the he deserves his credit because I've whacked him and I've whacked him and I've whacked him. <laughs> And he's now our premiership coach. And well, by all means, you should be happy as anybody as a supporter. But can you you specifically cannot give the coach credit yes, I can. because you've been bag you've been shitting on him all year. I'm readily admitting that I was wrong. You've been wrong him. all year. You've sucked 
on the podcast for the whole year about Hardwick. The whole year. Even last week. Even last week. Yeah, even last week. The very first thing I said when you introduced me, you said you, you, you haven't changed. I gave you one last chance. One last chance before you guys played the grand You know what? Had I backtracked on that, you know what would have happened? We would have fucking lost because that's how the universe rewards those of us on here, the same way it does every time Cookie backs someone. And I was prepared to be wrong. Well, if Richmond have lost, would you still be saying Hardwick is a shit coach? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gold. No. You can understand our scepticism to, to this because you, all of a sudden now you, it's like oh, Hardwick's been a good coach and he deserves all the praise now. Based on one game. He doesn't deserve all the praise. Have you, have you all of a sudden forgotten about Blake Carousella now? No, no, I have not. You've I will quantify that. You've been raving that. about him all year too. Can you shut up? I've not forgotten about that because clearly <laughs> Blake Carousella did play a very big role. Neil Baum did play a very big role. We would not have won the flag without them either. But once again, I was wrong about Hardwick, obviously, and that's apparent. Everybody knows I was wrong. I wanted him sacked for ages. It doesn't matter when I changed my mind because I was wrong way out and he wouldn't have been our coach or our premiership coach if I'd got my way for a long time there. So it doesn't really matter when I changed my mind. The point is that they brought in good support staff and the nucleus of the list basically at that stage, barring a couple of additions, was basically where it needed to be at, which I had always maintained. And see, I had to go goo for Hardwick this week. I'd rather not, but you can't. When you whack you'd, someone, you'd rather not have won the flag you'd... because it no, 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 no. Right. I'd, 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 I'd rather focus on other things, but at the same time, when you've gone so hard that way, you have to just sit back and accept that you've fucked up big time and eat some humble pie, and that's what I'm doing. What, else, what do you want me to say? Nothing. Move on. This is boring. I've got goo for him, and he did a great job in the end. I didn't think he was capable of it, but there you go. Are you happy, Dan? This isn't over. <laughs> this isn't over. What, no. You can change your mind at whatever time you want. That's the way it is. No, you, you can't change your mind after your team's won the ultimate success. Yes, you fucking can. That's, if, if, if you can't change your mind, then when can you change your mind? So you've changed your mind based on one game. <laughs> one very fucking one game. big game. It's still one game. This time last week, you're still saying Hardwick is a shit coach and Blake Carousella this, and Neil Baum that. If I can just echo the sentiments made by one Hodgepodge. <laughs> you want to invoke Hodgepodge now? He said something that made a lot of sense. Because we have supported Damien day one of this year, at the very least, it's more our premiership than it is yours, because we've supported the man during his No, it's not, hour. because you, cause yes, you, cause yes, you, you were being smart asses for 20 weeks, and I've dealt with this and shit we, for 20 we plus right. years. And we were right, and you've been right for one day. You've been right for 20 weeks. It's I'm, more I'm, our I'm not even claiming, I'm, I'm not even fucking claiming we to be... We supported Hardwick during his dark... Where did I say I was right? When that Hitler-looking focused footy guy tried to take over your club and get rid of your coach... Buying, and you didn't. Where did I say I was right about this? Right about what? <laughs> Where did I say I was right for one day? I never said I was right for one day. I said I was wrong, and I'm you, happy to be no, wrong. Today, you, today you're saying he's he's a good coach, so he deserves praise. Yeah, and I haven't called for his head in a long time now. It's been you, like you can go. You've been through... calling for his head all year. No, I haven't called for his head. I've been that minimizing coach. his achievements. It's a bit different. It's it's more or less you saying you want him. That same universe. I literally said before the qualifying final or after it where I was content with the overall setup as long as Balm and Carousella were still there. I'm pretty sure you said if there was no hard work, it wouldn't make a difference because Blake Carousella is the genius behind success. You have shitted on your premiership coach all year. Yeah, I and know. And now it's like, 
Oh, I know. Great and now I'm not shitting on him anymore. Yeah, how fucking convenient. <laughs> You've won the flag and now he's great. Yeah, now this he's is great. Such a, this is such a big argument. I'm surprised that Hardwick didn't get up there on the, the podium and go, and Starburns, you were wrong. Yeah, he should have. He absolutely you just nicked Dan's should've. joke from about six weeks ago. Now, according to Starburns, he should have said, oh, I don't deserve the medal. I'm giving the medal to Blake Carousella instead. I'm going to start designing a Hardwick badge, and we're all going to get one. I've given up on the gold one, but the rest of us are going to get a Hardwick badge, and you're not going to get one. I'll just make do with the Premiership Cup badge. No, but it's the point. I can admit that I'm wrong at this point. It's very brave and noble of you to do so after your team has won the Premiership. What do you want me to say? I'm wrong, and it's someone else's fucking turn. To stick with your guns and be original instead of being a sellout. You hate Hardwick, stay with hating Hardwick. You can't change on one game. No, I don't hate him anymore. Oh, not anymore after we've won. Yeah. I'm with Dan here. Like, really, it's incumbent on you to keep playing the role and just make it your mission to spend every minute of every day trying to make sure Damien Hardwick feels bad about winning a premiership because yep. he doesn't deserve it, in your opinion. Exactly. No backsies. No. Nah. Backsies. I don't know what you want me to say. I'm admitting fault. What else am I meant to do? You can't just all of a sudden admit fault. Yes, you the, fucking can. I mean, it's not like Hitler can put put his hand up at the end of now 1940 and go, you know what? I made a mistake. I was wrong. Can you forgive me? Yeah. No, we can't fucking so, forgive you. Sorry now, granted, about Granted, I'm, I'm comparing you to Hitler, but... I'm not asking you or Hardwick to forgive me. I'm just saying, congratulations to him. I was fucking wrong. And there's clearly, there's no way he listens to this. We're congratulations, not congratulations to... To the Russian, we, I was wrong. No, By the way, sorry about the six million Jews. We can't. <laughs> you know what? We can't have bandwagoner types like you ruin it for everybody else. We're going to enjoy the success because we have backed types. our man the it's whole year. It's not a year. bandwagoner if the only it thing is. you thought was wrong with the club it was is. one thing. You've jumped on the wagon. You're you're a bandwagon. You've jumped on the Hardwick ba- oh, the bandwagon. bandwagon. I was always on the Richmond wagon, so I don't give a fuck. No, the Richmond wagon is nothing without its main coach, the guy that. Oh. Club. We've supported that wagon and we've been vindicated. I'm not going to let you ruin it for us. We're not going to allow I'm not going to let you ruin it for me, Dan. Oh, God, I've got a girl pregnant <laughs> and she's given birth in the time that we've been doing this. <laughs> Ridiculous. Who wants to go next? Well, I actually, I have goo. I have oh, legitimate goo. God, um, go. It's not hard with goo. I'm not going to jump on the wagon. Oh, but I thought um, you already are. Aren't you driving it? I already well, I can't jump on the wagon if I'm already on it, so they're, they're, you're right. I made a little profit out of the grand final. I, the TAB, for whatever reason, had a dollar seventy on a 50-meter penalty being awarded in the game, and I, I put 100 bucks on it, and so I made I made 70 bucks out of, Thank out of you, the day. Dylan Grimes. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, aren't 50-meter penalties kind of like yellow cards in soccer? I mean, they all they always seem to happen. You're probably good for one a game. Yeah, I mean, there was like two or three that happened. Wait, so what, um, what odds did you get? $7. That's way over. Uh, no, it was $7.50. It was seven and a half penal. What? That's way over. No, seven and no, a half, seven dollars fifty. No, it was a seven and a half joke I just said. You know, oh. That just went past. It. No, it was a dollar seventy. It's still pretty good odds, I thought, so I, j- I jumped on it. Yeah, no. I'm surprised I even put a bet up like that. I mean, just yeah, happen. the grand final has a lot of silly, stupid markets um, because a lot of people bet on the grand final, kind of like the, the Brownlow and Melbourne Cup. Um... So, yeah, that was my little goo. Oh, you won money. I won money. Yeah, twice as much as what you should have won on for solo. Thank you. What, you're still sore about that too, are you? Yeah. Oh, well. 
I've changed. I got tears. I got tears for the universe trying to ruin my fucking holiday again. Not only was it bad enough that St. Thomas and St. Martin were destroyed by a hurricane, and then that same fucking hurricane smashed the Florida Keys, and then another fucking hurricane destroyed Puerto Rico, and now 50 people have been killed in Las Vegas. I feel what? like the universe is telling me what not to go. in Vegas? Dusty and Swanee aren't there yet. This is there the worst massacre in the history of the US. Fifty, More than 50 people are dead today. Like, I read something that it was only two or three earlier today. No, nah, mate, 50. it's fucking bad. It's Jeez. really bad. Multiple people shot a huge crowd of people that were um, listening to some country music festival out in front of Mandalay Bay. There's apparently a guy who was holed up in a hotel room. They burst in, they've got him, but um, he's just, it was just uh, on the footage that was captured mostly on mobile phones. It sounded like a war zone. It was automatic gunfire. It's just unloading into the crowd. And, it couldn't um, have just been one person. The only well, This is what they're saying, but fucking hell, I mean, you'd have to think that Oh, God, I hope they arrest more than one person because the conspiracies board will have a field day if they Ooh, don't. Oh, they'll go nuts. They will go nuts. Mm, 50 and it looks like at this stage they're saying one guy. And so just watch it go 50 innocent people got killed. 50 probably really great people got killed. But fucking Dan Bilzerian runs away, cunt. <laughs> Was he there? Yeah, we took a video of it. While the gunshots are going, because this is what's important. Go to get likes. Yeah. It's all about them likes. Just speaking of the conspiracies board, I'm wondering how Fox News are going to react because they, they, they can't really pull the this is a false flag by Obama so he can take away everyone's guns angle anymore. So just waiting with bated breath to see what they uh, how they try and spin it now. This would definitely fit under my category of terrorist acts and we should just torture all the I people. I think they probably involved. already shot him, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, uh, they killed him. already got the guy's name. Should have cut his mm. dick off first. Yeah, as Starburns would like. Oh, and look, gunman is local man Stephen Paddock. Real mm. Muslim name he's got. Just, sh- just shoot him with rubber bullets or taser him. Take him away and then torture him for a couple of years. Just a, a, a quick death for someone like that. It's just it's just too easy of an out. Uh, Morg, so with the hurricanes, were any holiday destinations destroyed by Hurricane Jose? So you, you were going to go to Vegas, is that what you're saying? I am going to Vegas. Oh, you're still going? Well, maybe the universe is telling you not to go not anywhere. Not to? Yeah. I know. I don't know if it was Jose or Irma or what it was, but yeah, Puerto Rico, St. Thomas and St. Martin. So I think my cruise is going to be redirected somewhere else. Maybe maybe you should just go to Dalesford for the weekend. <laughs> oh, save me some money. I hear East Geelong is pretty nice. Who wants to go with Gortiers next? I'm going to have Goof Alex rants, which is probably a common saying in some clubs, but the fact he only got two votes when, let's be frank, he pretty much killed Adelaide's attack is just stupid, but still great season, better than Hurley. He, he yeah. was a victim of the, the margin that they won by, and the fact that and disposal numbers fire a shot in the second half. <laughs> I like how he said that at the family day as well. He's like, the forwards up the ground didn't let him get it down to him enough in the second half for him to win the Norm Smith, which, you know, I guess you can say whatever the fuck you like after you win, but that spoil he put on, where he cut across text and spoiled it resulted in Revolt's first goal it was massive where he came from nowhere who wants to go next I've got some goo for Virgin Australia and Optus uh, fucking up their um, flight scheduling so that the the Adelaide cows had to sit around in the, the airport for You're an, an extra couple of they hours. They just lost the grand final and you're happy with like that. There they were with extra sour milk looks on their faces in the uh, yeah. airport. 
we can't oh. get mad because, you know, we're public enemy number one, so they just had to sit there and take it. <laughs> well, that, that's cruel, man. Yeah, it is. But that's just Wouldn't well, even man. wish that upon fucking Ross Lyons Fremantle. Uh, nah, they, they got off lightly because it meant they got to wait around a couple more hours before they had to go back to Adelaide. That's a net positive for them. Maybe the place would have already burnt down by then. I guess uh, similar thread, I'll just keep it short and sweet and just say I have goo for the fact that a Victorian team won keeping up the proud tradition five years strong now of Victorian clubs winning against those pesky <laughs> interstate franchises in the grand final just because it's we not got fair to, that you get to play it at the MCG we, we got to hear that same old tear explosion yet again and the fact that Hang on, what, about, were, what about the three-peat from Tasmania <laughs> You got your numbers all fucked up. I've got some tears running along the same line from the Fremantle board, who are melting. Honestly, melting harder than Adelaide. What are they melting over? Because Richmond won the grand final and they didn't. Here's here's just a little sample of some of the gems. You got to read the, their grand final thread over there. It's amazing. Still can't believe Richmond managed to Bradbury a flag. Well. Well, at least it wasn't the likes of St. Phil. Here's another one. There is no justice in the world is there. 2013 Frio would have hammered both these sides out there. So hard you would have had to invoke the mercy rule. And then it goes, yes, we would have. Shits me to tears that our only mistake was being four years too early. (laughs) Oh, And our very own Bay pizza thrower. Um, I am left with an unbelievably sour taste after today. (laughs) If a team finished 13th last season can go and win the flag next year, we should be aiming for something similar instead of arbitrary 2020 timeline. Blah, 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 blah. That's like what I don't get the most. Like, shouldn't that, the fact that the dogs and now Richmond have won, that should give everyone hope, whether you support Carlton oh, or Gold well, Coast or so. Frio. But at the same time, you that is a, so. that's a very simplistic way to look at it because in our case, the list was in reasonable shape. Like, we'd played three finals, we'd had some 15 wins, some disappointing losses, then one terrible year. It was almost Geelong-esque in 2007. Yeah, I was going to say, just the same as us. Yeah, like one down year and then yeah. to reset. I guess it really just does does go some way to explain that defeatist flog mindset of the interstate clubs because mm. they they should be getting hope out of it, but then they'll just resort to the old fallback. Nah, the competition's rigged in favour of the Vic clubs. Oh. We, we could finish top and go unbeaten and the, the AFL would rig the grand final because it's at the yeah. MCG as and, the and umpires and game, blah, 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 blah. You know, even in a game where Richmond won by what? How much did they win by? Six, seven goals, points. eight goals? What, 48 points, right? Right. It's still because of the umpires, you oh, know, like, and it, that's it, just it's sports still, maniac. yeah, it's just extreme bitterness and jealousy. That's all it is, you know. But the funniest thing, I hope Fremantle do what Sports Maniac said and try and build for the flag next year and not 2020 because go out and get Chris Main back and Tyrone <laughs> Vickery and Stephen Motlop and all oh, these yes, players. <laughs> but the irony of it is Tom that, Rockliffe. like, Hardwick, who's actually won a premiership now, has got, you know, people like you that have bagged him for seven years and wanted to sack him. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, and, uh, yeah, 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 yes. Two yes, years. Whatever. Two years. Or whatever. I liked him right. for a while he's, there. He's got your premiership. Yes. And yet Ross, who they've consistently gone down every year... <laughs> 
they just continue to stick up for him. Like their loyalty to him is incredible. I just don't understand it. Yeah, and the fact it, is if you keep like drinking, if they backwards. keep drinking his Kool-Aid, you'll get to do whatever the fuck he wants. Anyway, I reckon uh, LeGrill needs to uh, set up another GoFundMe so we can send a truckload of pineapple pizzas over there to the Fremantle board. <laughs> You've sort of startled me with all this hard with praise now. I'm just... What did you think was going to happen? I've been preparing myself for this for a few weeks. Been working up for... As soon as we beat Geelong, he clearly wasn't going anywhere. So the acceptance has been sinking in. I didn't take you as a bandwagon sort of mind-changing Richmond supporter. I thought you'd be the sort of person that would, that you would stick to your guns. If Damien Hardwick stuck to his guns, we wouldn't have won a premiership You band. can still be a happy and elated Richmond supporter, but still not be a supporter of the coach. Does that Sorry? make sense? No. But... You could still be a happy, elated Richmond supporter because your team won the flag and still not be in favour of the coach. Well, but then I'd be a Geelong supporter. So what are you, you going to do? Prick. What are you going to do, Starburns, if uh, Richmond really drop off next year or, you know, the next two Well, he'll two change his mind years. again. He flip-flops you're gonna around. Go, you're going to go back again? This is the new Starburns. I'll change my mind one day, maybe, obviously, but he's bought himself oh. the extension that's oh, supposedly... he's bought himself some credit, has he? Some credits in the bank now for Hartwick. Well, if you if you win a premiership, you are entitled to, to chances. That's chances. that's how it works. That, he's delivered... He that close, that close to getting the sack from that Hitler-looking Focusfield footy group. And we stuck with him. We stuck with him. And when I say we, I don't mean you. I mean me. Oh, Morgan, you didn't jump on till this year. That's, that's another that's earlier than you. I know. It's more so than what? You didn't stick with him then. You've backed him once, and that and and that was like an hour ago for the whole year. Yeah. We've backed him whole. Oh, no, year. actually, I'd goof from him in the preseason of 2016 when he pulled all the players off the ground. <sighs> I'm not hearing this. But, no, you got to admit where you're wrong when you're wrong, Dan. This you've been wrong for the whole year, and you've only decided to come around now. Yes. It's too late for you, Sunshine. You've got to stick to your guns. You like no, to I don't have to do anything sense. you say. My, my club won the flag. I give up. I guess we've all gone, then. Game review time. Hang on, I've got a little bit of goof for Starburns hugging everybody at the grand final. <laughs> you're a hugger now. No, I was just very drunk. and Well, I wasn't actually very drunk. I hadn't had that much at that stage. It was a very good night. And frankly, this is the bit that I really wanted to say. I felt the only right course of action was to have Goof a hard wick. Take my medicine and pay him his full due because he has deserved it. But the thing that I think I'm most happy with is the players who play played in that flag, in particular the likes of Revolt, Rance, Cochin, Edwards, Grimes, some of those ones that have been there, Dusty Martin as well, but those ones who actually, as a Richmond supporter, we never looked like ever really winning a flag until probably 2011 or 2012 when the list was starting to come together and it sort of started to think, oh, this might become something one day. And that was the hope that some of these players who'd actually played some very good football over that journey would get to a flag because we wasted Richo, but he was sort of, he was almost a lone hand across that generation there. Whereas all these players were all there at the same time. You wasted Joel Bowden before the, Joel uh, Bowden the rule too. changed to nullify him. But we, we didn't waste many in that era. But in this era, there were quite a few who, and there's others as well, but there were quite a few who would have, if they hadn't have got, we would have wasted and, their career. And as always, there's there's a few romantic stories, like with some of the lesser lights, mm. you know, Townsend, Broad. Jack Graham overlooked in the draft. Like basically the whole team, really, when you think about it. The, the yeah. team was amazing. For, for a team that hasn't been, hasn't had success for 37 years, they, they didn't look rattled, they didn't look nervous. 
they just they actually really looked like they belonged there. They were totally comfortable. They get so much credit. Or a Harwick's a coach, but the players would have done that even without a coach. They just looked so comfortable and so bonded and so I'm not sure they had about the that. desire. <laughs> no, but to be to be fair, and this is once again coming from where I did stand on this, it's become more and more apparent over the year that his change in philosophy and his acknowledgement that he didn't do things right last year because he actually had him oh. playing he no he had him playing pretty good football in 11 12 he got a bit head fucked by how easily we leaked goals in those three elimination finals well i'm kind of wondering where this praise was last week or the week before or maybe even the week before that or maybe even i already told you ago. i was not gonna go fucking jinxing this shit because that's what that's what happens on here we say things if you if and you then, believe in jinx then, then that's just dumb well i'll believe in anything you either give you either give the guy praise that he deserves or, or I'm doing you don't. it now. I'm 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 doing it now. I've literally just back yourself, back your convictions, and don't be afraid of the backfire. Mm. Nothing I've ever said on here has backfired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to take the backfire on many things. I had that thread that I started where I've listed about half a dozen things that I was wrong on and you know what sometimes people know it better than you but at the same time he clearly changed his outlook and and I won't credit him entirely with the culture because I feel that actually started probably oh you might as well you're on a roll no 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 but he, he did some wonderful things for the culture but I feel the culture did start probably in the last two years of the Wallace era we have only lost three players really over the journey and we've been building a reasonable list but we haven't lost despite being shit in the last Wallace years the early Hardwick years the only ones we lost were Deledio and Vickery last year and Matt White about four years ago that actually weren't delisted or traded out so you know there's actually the culture of them wanting to stay and there's a strong group in that clearly so that's sort of what I felt was good about it the fact that that was a playing list that actually seemed like it could one day get there and I, I thought he wasn't the right man to take him there but and they really he was. wanted to get there together too you could tell they really love each other I'm glad we didn't waste some of those players because I felt they weren't far off it about two years ago you know what the most awesome thing about this is a as a neutral, like, obviously the the Richmond supporters will just be happy because they've broken the drought, but as a neutral looking in, my favourite part of this whole saga is the fact that Dustin Martin's actually going to stay, and there's going to be the potential to write even more history as they go back to back, rather than just fucking off like money-hungry mercenaries uh, Ablett and Franklin. Um, oh, hot. And, and the fact that and the fact that we uh, get to Lollard North is always positive. <laughs> and we'll get to awesome. we'll get to loll at the Bryants a lot next year as well because Hodge is clearly cooked. I like how Hawthorne shat on the one club culture though. Like only Hawthorne could do that. Oh, the best melts out of this is the the guy. I think his name is. Aramis, who has bought a $600 poster, Luke Hodge, memorabilia, and it says One Club Champion on it, and he's been sharing his angry tales of trying to contact the club and demand a refund. <laughs> that sounds enough. like, as so many times, Hawthorne went a bit early. But Hodge, Hodge will be in Brisbane like like Mitchell was at West Coast, mm. he'll go up there, he'll be he'll straight away be their best player. <laughs> Mitchell came over to West Coast and he was immediately our best player last year. Oh, all due respect to Pritis. But Mitchell he had was. some left to give, but Hodge is clearly cooked now and they're giving him a two year deal. 
It's going to be Stevie J-esque, but like for two years. I'll tell you what I do want to mention just on the Richmond thing that I find hilarious is the fact that after 37 years and multiple five-year plans, the bounce back happened in one. Mm. Admittedly, they weren't cutting corners as much. They did make some pretty pivotal trades last year, but it all happened in the space of one year which, you know, the slow build and the impatience and everything else, actually, yeah, there's something really odd about that. But the, the, comp- the competition allows for that a bit now, whereas it wouldn't have necessarily... A little bit, but I think teams shouldn't get carried away in how quickly you can do it. Like, the Dogs did it from rock bottom to premiership in two years. Richmond did it from 13th to first in one. But you really... You still have to be in a reasonable place before you start that. You couldn't do it from, say, North Melbourne now or Fremantle now or Brisbane now. Like, that's probably going to take him. Yeah, why not? The Eagles went from wooden spooners to fourth the next year. I mean, it's not a not a big quantum leap to win the grand final from fourth. It can happen. But you still had a lot of the pieces there. I think some of these teams have a lot more holes to fill. That wooden spoon year was a bit of a tank beration. Richmond, Richmond has two oh, good players, no Starburns. The rest of them Four. are just B-graders. No, you have two. Oh. You have Dustin Martin and Alex Rance. We have Cochin and Revolt, who are better than anyone else on your list. Cochin... Co- Cochin's final series has been largely overrated by Richard. Rewalt is better than anyone on your list, he said, Dan. Yeah, he is. Rewalt's better than anyone at North Melbourne. Why, that's why you that guys are offering a million dollars to anyone in sight. Oh, uh, stick stick to your, your, to your hardware praising. It, it, it sounds more no, than, than that shit. If we were only a two-man team, we'd be Geelong. I get the corner-cutting philosophy, though. Like, if you if you said Kilda or Melbourne, you probably are only a... Uh, bona fide star away from being top four. Even Collingwood, like those sort of teams in that bracket. Yeah, cash in on a cut the corner flag because they seem to be in vogue at the moment. Well, the dogs didn't really cut corners. They I'm just not going to care. Got there at once. Yeah, they did. They cut corners. They cashed in on a break the AFL game and they didn't even make the finals this year. I oh, know, but they didn't cut corners to get there. They just, in your words, got lucky. Yeah, a bit like Richmond. How, how do you get lucky? We won more games than anyone this year, unlike the dogs who came from seven. On the back of champion data's regarded as the easiest draw in the comp. The easiest draw? Yeah. We smacked everyone else who finished. Yeah, and I've heard that excuse too. Well, North Melbourne beat the shit out of Adelaide this year as well. I mean, so what? Yeah, and down in Tassie at your cheat ground. Oh, a, that one's a cheat ground, is it? Yeah. Oh, outside of the St Kilda and the Adelaide game at the Oval, Richmond lost every game by pretty much under 14 points or less. Yeah. Like, they were consistent. Maybe they weren't the best side in the history of VFL, AFL, but they were the most consistent in 2017. Right, and we were two points off top of the ladder by the end of it, despite the easy draw thing. And a lot of those teams we played twice as supposedly shit, we lost two once. You did have an easy draw. You finished 13th last year. Yeah. You finished 13th last year. 13. And you got a draw 13. based on where, where, you, where you finished. And we got Fremantle twice, and we got St Kilda twice, and we yeah. lost to each of those teams oh, once. Essendon got an easier draw and they can still like stumble their way into seventh. Essendon are, are coming out of rehab and we can't judge them. They got an easy draw and all their players back, Dan. Okay, so we're, we're going to give Richmond the ultimate praise and have their premiership regarded as the same level as every other premiership that's been won. You can in only the... beat who's put in front of you. They all count the same. No, they don't. Yes, they do. You can, on, you can only beat uh, who is put in front of you. And the fact is, but there are only two teams we didn't beat this year, and that is Sydney and the Bulldogs. Speaking of, there's a thread on the main board with a poll attached entitled, Who is the weakest premiership team of the last 30 years? And it's by a bitter Adelaide Crows fan who started that. And, um, <laughs> 
everyone needs to get on that thread from the bay and vote for Essendon 2000 because clearly they are the worst premiership team of all time and I am bloody sick of that Dan 26 guy starting oh. his annual thread ranking the Jesus 100 Christ. fucking hell I want to send that thread to the cuck board but I reckon the chief won't like it it's not even the power rankings that guy's a genuine mong not a troll why does that guy get to start his thread every year that says Essendon's the best flag team so just vote it for the worst flag team and that'll be our revenge so bulldogs are leading with 106 votes and richmond are next with 95 votes how many us and have how many do we have to get them up uh, oh essendon's only got seven so you need now they've got eight <laughs> need 99 okay it's got nine now i voted as well so you need 97 more you need to get 97 bay people on there voting for essendon it's cool what once this episode goes up and bay listens to it I think we'll be fine <laughs> um, Geelong Dynasty if you're listening can you send out a PM please <laughs> <laughs> I've been on this for too long anyway, but I want to get to the game itself and I want to talk about, and Dan, let's talk about our tip for the Leon Davis medal last week. That was easy. I mean, I, I mean, that, we kind of knew what was going to happen because grand finals traditionally are low scoring, contested, ugly games of football. And when it's like that, you're not going to get perfect football where you can run out the back to your own team's goal square and get easy fucking goals the way Josh Jenkins plays football. And if he's not going to get those, then he's not going to do shit for Adelaide, which was the case on Saturday. He didn't do a thing. He's put in an all-timer for this one. Yeah, it's no surprise that he got 80% of the votes so far on the Bay's Leon Davis. In, in my opinion, poll. second only to Ballantyne, who actively prevented Fremantle from winning. It should be Basically renamed. Like, Leon Davis was a much better footballer than any of these shit cunts winning this battle. Probably, but um, you can't yeah, rename nah, well, he, he nah, but on Grand Final Day he wasn't. The brown line. You can't rename the Leon Davis medal. On Grand oh, Final Day he wasn't. He got donuts and he got, like, one kick in 2010 or whatever it was. It happened to be a goal, but... If Hayden Ballantyne had one kick, Freo would have won a flag. Hayden Ballantyne had five kicks. It, they all went out on the full. That's what I mean. You're going to rename it. You have to call it the Cameron Mooney medal. That guy won a premiership. They're having a nah, stat. Nah, he, he only got like 10 minutes of game time. He had all no he stat. Was Steve-O around. He had no stat. Pagan didn't even put him on the ground. Well, still, I mean, it's... He's a gronk. The Leon Davis medals, it sounds better. Leave it as it is. Sorry, Leon. Who did I say would win the Leon Davis medal? I feel like I was right. You didn't say Jenkins. No, there's only Starbins and either Jenkins. Maybe I said Tex. I feel like I might have said Tex. Yeah, he no, you did. Second. You said big idiot. You said yeah, big, yeah, yeah, big game player. No, he's a big idiot. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I, I think I win too. Imagine being a leader of a football club and putting in that spot of a performance. Yeah. Where's Trent? No, where's Tex? What happened to the Harker stance? Oh. No, they, they did it, and Richmond didn't give a fuck. Yeah, Richmond like broke off early, a, a few seconds early, and I like that from them. Richmond didn't give a fuck about anything. They didn't care about the stance. They didn't care about their jumper. They just wanted to win. They honestly just didn't give a shit. Get this. They, someone mentioned it on, on the couch tonight. It might have been... Jonathan Brown actually mentioned that he heard a rumour out of Richmond that the players thought Adelaide doing that to hype themselves up actually was them admitting that they were a little bit scared. The fact that they do that was actually overcompensating for something, and I can sort of see that. If you watch the footage, one of the crouches mid-stance takes the biggest breath, like a massive, like he was shit. If I had a big 
probably why we like this is ours. This is piss easy. He is terrified. There were quite a few of their players who were. Like, they had very few winners on the day. And funnily enough, it wasn't the Crouches that shat the bed. It was the likes of Tex and Jenkins. And Jenkins, who taunted Dangerfield about flags. Well, My God. All their front-running forwards. Like, we, we all love Eddie, but his record in finals is questionable and just proved so again. Mm, he did not have a good game. Like, And it's unfortunate for him, but, you know, his only goal came because Flossen fell over. He missed that one in the third quarter, which normally he'd drill. Or as we call it, uh, doing a Clinton Young. Well, well it's, it's just a gimmick, isn't it? And, and looking back on it now, it just made him look so ridiculous. It was a comedy act. If I'm looking at that, I'm a Russian yeah. player. Like, you're probably yeah. internally laughing. It's not making yeah. you look top. It's making it, you look it, like a stupid If you player. really want to give Adelaide shit about this, whoever was lucky enough to play them in round one has to do, like, four or five players on mm. the mark <laughs> if, if Tex is having a set shot, just to F with them. How funny would that be? But they had so many shit themselves moments. Like, the one where Rioli got a hold in the ball in, I think, the third quarter, yeah? Where the two handballs that went two feet each from either side, the one-two that went, like, both handballs went about two feet and Rioli just drilled the guy straight away from a play on from a mark. How about the guy, I think it was the first or second quarter, taking the advantage off Tex and then gets immediately tackled holding the ball. That's got to be soul-destroying. It was just panic everywhere, and, like, mm-hmm. they absolutely got physically smashed. And you got to wonder about that, and now there's rumours about Rory Sloan coming to St Kilda as well as Lever, Charlie Cameron leaving. It's just like... There's a limit for which a human can look at Don's Pike's rape eyes, and they're going, let's get out. <laughs> we can't put up with it. That's his default look, isn't it, the rapey eyes? It is, and it's yeah. concerned. They didn't lose by 119 points, but geez, they put in a real shit the bed sort of performance from. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of 2014. It was just that sort of game in terms of one side Mm. really turned up to play hard footy Mm. and the other side didn't. And it took us a while to get into gear against them, but certainly it was pretty convincing in the end. Richmond had a mentally, like, right from the start, you could just see. And I don't know why, I don't know why that would be, I don't know, like, they played really good football all year, they're a pretty good football Mm. side, but I don't know, they beat the team, same two teams that we did on the way through, Mm. and they beat them just as well, if not better. Certainly they beat the Giants. Oh, it was that uh, pesky MCG again. (laughs) I'm just going to say that Richmond kicked like 10 or so goals in a row and their smalls absolutely destroyed Adelaide. Full pressure, Adelaide just shut the bed. They panicked. Richmond was just, well, pretty much a yellow and black suit and army. Can I ask a question about the Clash jumper? What would have happened if you had worn your traditional jumper? Would you have just gotten a fine? Yeah. Do you know how much? How much? 40000 per player that wore it. So if you do the maths on that, it's close to a million. 800 grand. Jesus Christ. Because oh. KB was saying that, and then someone on the Richmond board actually looked it up. Well, is there any rule suggesting that you could have changed into those jumpers after the game when you won? I don't think the players no. wanted to. They could, have, they could have done that. They could have put them on for the anthem too, but they just didn't bother. Aesthetically, it would have looked better. It would have looked better if you'd changed jumpers up. I think the comments that were made, and a lot of them, like Hardwick made one, everyone and the players made one too. Everyone except KB, basically, at Richmond made one this week, that they didn't care what they wore. And if you play in a flag and you wear your clash jumper, you know what? It's the same one. I like that clash jumper. I hate white clash jumpers, so I like that one. I like that we've won a flag in it, because now we'll never change it. 
It is a good jumper. Yeah, like I don't particularly care about that clash jumper. It's not our real jumper, but it's the one we wore on the day. The only time you should care about what jumper you wear on grand final day is when you're stupid enough to swap jumpers with the other team, get photos, <laughs> and then not win another flag. Hey, that is unnecessary. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, exactly. I was, I was actually speaking to someone about that on Saturday, and they just basically said it's better than running laps with half Richmond jumpers, half Pies jumpers like last time. Fuck the clash jumper controversy. KB was the only one who cared. <laughs> If you're someone who likes memorabilia and the photos of the the team with the cup and uh, all the other photos that come with it, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you like to see it in your team's traditional jumper rather than the alternative one? Yes, but you, you can't have everything. We, we have ten. We have ten flags wearing the other jumper. We have one wearing this one. I, th- I thought the jumper yep. looked good. I liked it, and I liked all the photos in the jumper. And you know what? It looked a lot better when Jack Revolt was up on stage with the Killers. Yeah, it stood out quite nicely at that stage. I thought it looked really good and I was what, glad that what? the players didn't change out of it. That's the jumper they won in. They were proud of it and they kept it on. I thought good on them. It is really nice under lights for some reason. It might just be the fact that the yellow stands out more. Someone actually made the comment that apparently, I don't know if this is actually a thing, but wearing the lighter jumper actually makes it easier to see when we're held, which would explain the Townsend free kick. It's more obvious <laughs> when someone's got a fistful of it, which may or may not be true. You'd have to compare them side by side. But can I get to what was almost my favourite part of the day? The Killers were fantastic entertainment, by the way, but the whole Jack Revolt on stage thing, I thought that was fantastic, and people might shit on it, and feel free to if you want to. But I don't get what, Why would you shit on it? I, I, well, I don't know. That's what we do here. <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was amazing, and just the idea that that happened, like, they had a fantastic act who don't normally do that, but Brandon Flower was acting in the band, you know, they were cool with it. They let him up there, they turned his mic down a lot, basically didn't have it on, but who cares? That's just one of those iconic things that happens that you don't really think is going to happen, but it does. Sort of like Liver's ridiculous sort of Colin Miller thing last year, but better. But just, I hope that doesn't become a thing at the same no. time. If someone tries to do that with the act next year, they'll be cheesy as fuck. And if it's Midnight Oil, they wouldn't let him anyway, I don't think. But Oh, there'd be nothing worse than seeing fucking Midnight Oil come on and fucking Scott Pendlebury <laughs> dancing like a retard. Except that Scott Pendlebury won't be there. If it was Collingwood, it wouldn't be Pendlebury. It would be someone like fucking Grundy. He's a bit of a strange unit. But... Well, I think Grundy put on his Facebook and Twitter thing where he wants to become pen pals with someone that's going on holiday too. So you have to tell him, like, you had to comment or retweet to hear him. Are you going on holiday? to have a such a weirdo. <laughs> anyway, I thought the Jack Rewalt thing was great. When I seen him come out on stage, I was fucking wrapped. It was good. <clears throat> Creedence Clearwater Revival. When they played that, I fucking lost it. That was one of the best parts about getting the killers for the entertainment. There was a serious lack of pretensions about it. They played a local cover in the first go. They played another cover that was obviously fairly well known in the second crack and then they let the guy who had no business being up there but was clearly having a fantastic day up on the stage clearly they weren't there to cash a check no it was very richmond wasn't it you don't know how many other teams or players would get away with it but it was very richmond and uh, like i said to um richo at the disco the flog who can't get his skype going it was just a perfect storm everything the mm. day the weather it was raining all morning and then it was just the weather turned perfect the 
the entertainment was probably the best we've seen for I don't know how many years, you know. Final. Um, yeah, the win, just just everything. It was just the The celebrations spot. were off the charts too. I'm glad the killers was... turned it around because it was looking pretty bleak there in the morning after that interview with Richo. I thought, <laughs> oh, God, here we go. They're phoning it in. This is going to be another meatloaf. But, yeah. It was a perfect day and a perfect night. And even down to where, you know, Richmond supporters had to be um, capsicum <laughs> sprayed, you know. Like. Oh, you could have put, you, it was unbackable that there would be rioting. I mean, rioting. how good is that, you know? And then some... That, some that is absolutely... What the supporters something. did after the game was disgusting. This didn't oh. happen when Collingwood won the premiership <laughs> in 2010, but your supporters are feral. Absolutely. <laughs> they were hanging feral. off the roof. Most of it was fantastic. They shouldn't have jumped on the fucking car, but the rest of yep. it was pretty good. I, and I really wish I'd been at Swan Street. Even the tire through the window. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, the that was that was that was golden. You know. <laughs> well, how can it you say that's gold? Um, who's gonna who's who's gonna pay for that? Insurance company. I imagine Richmond will probably have it. But there's actually <laughs> but the thing is, there's actually been no big deal or fuss made about it because it was Richmond. You know, like. Like I said, well, no so it's, it's okay to trash away. it and vandalise everything as long as you're a supporter no, not, of a team who's no, premiership. Of course it's not. But it was no, Richmond, no, so no, nobody gave Richmond. a shit. They, yeah, that's it. But if it was asked to be the fucking exactly. end of the world. Exactly. <laughs> it would have been on the front and back page, you know, Collingwood ferals. But because it was Richmond, nobody gave a shit. It was like, do whatever you want. My one regret of the day is I didn't get to Swan Street. I wanted to get down there, but we figured we would get no beers down there. It would be that fucking... I was already home by then. I was at my Crown. friends. Yeah, my friends went there after for dinner down to Swan Street, and they're in a restaurant. And they said the restaurant just kept spontaneously breaking out into the Richmond song. They said it was just incredible. I think rioting after a win. There's something almost organic and just. I, I use the word cathartic about, and like I don't condone all of it. Obviously, some of it was pretty poor. Of course not. But the idea of just closing the street down for a night-long yeah. party, we don't see that yeah. as much. Like the Bulldogs exactly. flag, the Bulldogs flag was emotional, but probably not as energetic because a lot of the people who were waiting were probably far older. Because there was twelve of them. <laughs> this was a young. You've also got a... to think the celebrations were nothing like what happens in, like in Europe and yeah. in the US, where they basically burn a city down. Yeah, or Geelong, yeah. even where the, the crime rate goes through the roof. Yeah, they needed a groundskeeper, Willie. There, it was good old-fashioned fun, and the media didn't blow it up to be the end of the world. They just let it go. Nobody got hurt or killed or whatever. It's not really fashion old fun if it if it's your car that gets all these dimples and shit on it. Yeah, but ninety five percent of it was fun, and then there were a couple of cockheads. Like I don't I don't know why you need to jump on a car. It's sort of like get on the roofs on Swan Street. That's fine. You're not going to fall through them. Well, well, I saw someone jumping on a taxi, and that that's probably fine. Who the was it? James Swan? Not again. Michael Hurley. <laughs> I heard that Swanee wanted to go to a party, but he's not allowed it near Fed Square anymore. I'm trying to think of another club that could have a proper, a good proper ride if they won. It's probably going to be probably Carlton, Carlton down in Ligon Street, maybe. They'll oh be they'll God. be pulling guns out and shooting each other like underbelly style. Uh, they'd they'd be doing fully sick laps. <laughs> yeah, you can't shut the street down because everyone's got to get their cars through there. I want to know why <laughs> Jack Silvani. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a rising star, can you tell me? No other club would have got away with it. No other club. 
Give us a try next year. Nah, no way. We'll never Port see would that be again. the closest. Nah. Like they would, they would destroy Adelaide, and no one would really care because it's Adelaide. What would Melbourne supporters do? Nah, they'd be like the least. <laughs> they'd fucking... get out their cheese platters, mate. Yeah, that'd be the most sterile celebrations you've ever seen. Snowman at Mount Buller. The Dockers in Fremantle would go pretty close. Yeah. St Kilda, I'm trying to think of what St Kilda would do, but at the same time, I don't want to, considering your track record with, like, women and that. I tend to end up in Hong Kong. Yeah, I think Frio would probably go nuts, and they'd be fairly entitled mm. to. they probably have the run that we've sort of had. Essendon would just be they fucking would. smug. They can't even go to their own home base and just go nuts, because their club's not even there anymore. Go out to Tullamarine, oh. you flog. Go ride at the airport. Well, they'd probably fucking bring a few planes down. <laughs> Someone wrote on Big Footy that um, Channel 7 turned off the microphones when James Heard was announced so that they mm. cut out the booing. Is that true? You can I, tell I, heard, I heard boo, boos at, at the, the ground. The boos were not as loud as I thought. My theory actually is that there was a quite a loud cheer popped up after the boo started. My initial thoughts when that happened were it, it seemed a little bit too sudden. I almost wonder whether mm. they started pumping some cheers through the speakers. Yeah. Like, crowd style. It, it, was the whole thing, it was dodgy as. It was dodgy as. Even on the TV, when he first came out, it sounded loud, and then it kind of just died away pretty quickly, but people that were at the game said the booing was pretty loud. I was booing, and I could hear other people booing, but all of a sudden there was a rise mm. in cheers, and it, it was quite sudden and quite loud, surprisingly, but mm -hmm. still not enough to mask the boos. False cheers for James. Take it to the conspiracy board, the contrived cheers. Nah, but it's a real thing. Anyway, nothing else on the game. What about the Norm Smith? Right, wrong? A lot more accurate than the one last year, mm. that's for sure. I thought it was yeah, Basher Hooley. I would have given it to... I would have given it yeah, Hooley. or Rance, I believe, probably deserved it ahead of Dusty. I mean, Dusty gets all the attention as soon as he touches it. Everyone in the fucking crowd ejaculates. So, you know, there's always that attention drawn. If you suggest that none of the Bulldog stars, like Bontempelli or String, or Bob, oh, Bob wasn't there. Of course he wasn't there. You know, none of the real high-profile dogs stepped up there. If you acknowledge that last year, that's why JJ won. You have to go back to 2001 with Sean Hart before a player with a decent profile hasn't won the Norm Smith. True. It is in many respects a popularity contest, and sometimes it's deserved, and other times, which I think was last year, probably this year, certainly when Judd beat all the random swan spuds like LRT um, that were basically Sydney's best on the day, that sometimes it goes to that mm. player. Yeah. Grand no. medalists usually don't back it up in grand finals. No. So yeah, that. It wasn't like Dustbin had a bad game. He had a very good game. Yeah. But like you, probably could have, you probably could have thrown a blanket over six or seven yeah. of them. Yeah. Just Sean and Hart was the last one. There was that random Scott Embleberry guy. <laughs> <laughs> Got a Norm Smith without laying a tackle. Yeah, it didn't even get a touch, that Scott Embleberry. Yeah, when it is so close, like, of course, the guy with the biggest reputation is going to win out. Mm, Are you true. guys all happy that um, that forehead made it on the on the panel to to vote for it? She's getting oh my down god, that head! I did actually like how Terry Wallace gave Shane Edwards two votes, and someone made the, someone made the point. It's players like because he was there when Wallace was, and players like, look, I'm part of this. <laughs> 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 like Edwards did play well but it's sort of like that is pretty funny that like yeah he was the only one who still gave put him in the best three but like, he was also the only one who gave Hooley best on though he justified it on SEN and he was like oh he was involved in the most he had the most score involvements he had the most years he had the most this yeah I was like yeah but you just 
trying to take some Yeah, food. but you picked tambling over Franklin, so shut the fuck up. He's the list manager, man. Yeah. He put together the beginnings of that list. Actually, can I say one thing that disappointed me about the day? Yeah. Tex Walker was shit house, and he got booed early on because obviously hostile atmosphere. They picked the captain to boot, but I think in junk time when he's lining up and they're six goals down, I don't think the Richmond fans needed to boo him. Why not? I thought that was a bit stiff. I probably don't that's need to, do, but it's all it's all, all part of the theatre. Yeah, no, they were just warming up for James Hurst. <laughs> I didn't think that was good, and the same with the same with the whole Delidio left the flags thing. Like, yeah, he did. I think it's going to be hard enough for him living with that. He probably hasn't slept all week. That's sort of like he will one day come back to Richmond once his career's over and all that shit. But I think it's harsh to stick the knives in. So him. what really happened there? Did Richmond boot him out or did he want to leave? I'm hearing more and more that we shipped him out this week rather than he wanted to leave, which was seemingly the story for ages, but probably a bit of both. They're probably just running that with that story so people don't make fun of him as much. Possibly so. I'm positive he, he left for flags. I believe so too, but at the same time, I don't see the need to stick the boots in. It's clearly bad enough for him as it is. There's nothing that you can say that's going to make him feel any worse because trust me, he behaves his life. Yeah, and what's the point of what's the point of sinking the boots in? Like, why do you when you win, you got to be such a cunt about it? Why? That was the first thing the people on your board wanted to do was go, oh ha ha ha. Yeah, like Delirio, ha ha ha, Trelaw. Just enjoy your win, cunt. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. Get a lot. I've got to admit the Trelaw thing is sort of funny, but at the same time, that's something you come to later on. But with Deledio, it's just like he's played 240-something games for the club. He's a life member. He'll come back to the club one day. Probably That's probably who he's going to end up supporting because f- fucked if it'll be the Giants unless he wins a flag there. But don't make it so that he can't come back because that's just a dick move. That guy had to play through all the shit yeah. throughout his career and he could have left early, but he stayed loyal. Yeah, exactly. He's one of the ones who, when I mentioned the other ones before, who I was glad that they got to win the flag, that their careers weren't wasted. He would have been in that group, but in the end, he did leave and he missed out. It sucks, but I guess he obviously had a role to play in that choice, and that's how it is. But there's no need to sink the boots in. There have been some things in the last few days that have been pretty classless. Maybe Cochin can give his medal to... to, uh... (laughs) No, it's Hardwick, because that's what that medal's for now. It's for the hard luck story. It's for the non-contributors. Yes. Uh, It's for non-contributors, so if I'm reading Starburns right, Hardwick we should keep it. <laughs> I've already admitted fault. What do you want me to do? Keep doing it. It's more entertaining. Yeah, I know, but you, there's no point anymore. I was wrong. They were all right. Morgs was right. Dan was right. Penal was right. Talking points time. We'll begin with Jake Stringer, who was absolutely thrown under the bus, deservedly so, this week by his ex. And holy shit, did anyone actually pick it being quite like this? I think we hinted at it a few weeks ago, but oh boy. Oh no, I said weeks, weeks ago that the Bulldogs were mad to get rid of him, and I thought it was just on the basis that he was just a slack mm. trainer at the club, but I had no idea that this shit was happening. Wow, I don't think anyone did. It's like a young Fev. No wonder JJ was like, apparently this is the thing with all the players at the club, they all gravitated to his ex instead of him. No wonder there were the JJ rumours, because clearly the players, it's actually an interesting cultural stand from the rest of the playing group, which who would have thought that? It sounded like the club was fucked culturally when it turns out Stringer was just a cultural cancer. What I must say is usually in these situations when a girl comes out against a footballer and she will cop backlash for it. There's been limited amounts of backlash I've seen towards her. Has there been any? Has anyone actually called her on that? Because how can you? No, I've I, seen I some people say that the timing is, is not good. But 
That's about this, it. She sat on this for a year. She didn't let it take away from the premiership when she knew all this last year. So she sat on it for a year. Fuck him. How long has he made her look like a dick for? I agree. Like, and all, all of the that, details. That woman were... had a six-week-old baby. He's a fucker. Yeah, he doesn't deserve no, her waiting time. But she may not be getting child support payments if he can't find a club to go to because of this timing that she's decided to go with. She might not be getting child support payments if this fucking degenerate doesn't stop gambling. I mean, yeah, all the details are pretty sorted. Well, I didn't hear the bit about the gambling. It's not good. Oh, it's bigger gambling deck. Huh? Six figures. Hence the Fev comparison. Ah, well, Fev got around too, that's why. Yeah, no. Very, very similar. Oh, you can't forget the Sam Gilbert section of this story as well. Oh, that's the worst pit. The parents of that kid? That's terrible. Yeah. That's, that's not good. That's Kool-Aid. Serving her up on a platter. That's fucking chugging the bulldog bathwater. That's drinking the bathwater, isn't it? That's really unsavoury. I mean... You, uh, I mean, those kind of people, they do exist around football clubs, the the, the really weird hero worship. But, God, that's so, awful when it plays out teach, like that. Teach, as a father, you wouldn't give up your daughter for danger, would you? And be like, here you go. Here's your prize. They wouldn't no. find him. They, I mean, it'd be like, where's danger? He's disappeared. He left no messages. His phone's gone. No one knows. They, would, they wouldn't find him. They wouldn't find him, you know. Where would you bury him? No, no, you couldn't bury him. You throw him off the boat. Yeah, it'd have to be off the boat. The funny thing, though, Teach, is you you talk about weird fans with weird hero complexes, and the only (laughs) thing I can think of is, if anyone gets stuck in a gas. Oh, we're still playing that joke, are we? Okay. (laughs) So would you serve your kids up to gas on a silver platter if he comes back next year? Penal, (laughs) besides killing babies, you you really need to work on your... No, Gaz would just <laughs> baptise him if he served him up. He'd pour water on their heads and bless them. No, you wouldn't let Gary Ablett, any Gary Ablett, be young. <laughs> but the timing on this is interesting, and I, I agree that she didn't need to sit on it for this long, but it, the timing has absolutely... It's, it's fucked him. Who cares, but it has fucked... Look, if you're going, if you're going to spill the beans, do it after, after he gets recruited. Nah. That's what I was thinking. It has fucked well, the dogs, but if the dogs did well by her, which apparently the players did, but the club not so much, then it has sort of fucked where the Bulldogs go from here because of the simple fact that his values plummeted. They won't. They're going to give in to the, to the fucking druggies. The druggies are going to pay whatever they have to. Nah, they're difficult There's, to deal with. There's not going to be any issue. Dodoro's not... Dodoro is a wanker to Dodoro's deal with. Dodoro's going to make, like, play this up as... We'll give you an early fifth fifth rounder for him, all right? No, nah, we'll give you our first rounder for him, but you have to throw in Bonton Pally. That's oh, what Dodoro <laughs> will say. That's how Essendon roll at trade week. <laughs> May not happen. The Bulldogs might be stuck with him. Nah, what they should do is some kind of deal where they give him Stringer and the dogs give him like a first rounder or whatever and then Essendon give them Michael Long's daughter or whoever to play, (laughs) no, no, to play, no, no, not for sexual reasons, to play in the AFLW and then when they get their team then they get her back. So we're talking like a mixed gender trade here. Yeah, because because I'm sure Michael Long's daughter or something is going to play AFLW. But Essendon don't have a team. No. Package are in it. Come on, Dodoro. A package for the package. The package. This is the real... And actually, what sort of package is Stringer? It's like opening a package and it's anthrax. That's what the package <laughs> is. Opening a package and it's crabs. It's crabs. It's crabs. <laughs> Honestly, with the way his draft stocks plummeted, teach Geelong might actually be a shot at him now. You could probably get him from. You could probably yeah, get him I, for Motlock. Right. Just what we need. 
No, I don't want him. He can fuck off. You'll take him. You're fucking desperate for someone to play forward. He would fill the void left by Gaz Senior so well. He's <laughs> <laughs> not right. 1990 anymore, dickhead. There were comparisons to him and Adward Senior on the main There were, board. like back in his all Australian <laughs> year. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Why? It's not like he killed her. He just fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about on field, but his value plummeting does remind me of an NFL player, Laramie Tunsil, who actually was projected top five at draft day and half an hour before the draft. A video of him smoking a bong through a gas mask came out and he plummeted 20 spots. That's what basically Stringer's X coming out with this does. It's turned him into a very, very risky, very, very risky prospect, like toxic. Yeah, just the more I think about it, the more the, the timing makes sense, I guess, from her point of view, because because she would have felt rightly or wrongly that if she'd come out before, she would have been attacked for it. And now with the public perception already going against Stringer, I know it's got a bit of a feel of pile on, but really, it's Stringer who's in the wrong here. So he deserves it. So yeah. He deserves it. Mm. I don't know what else to say. This isn't what was expected from this, but it's pretty fucking piss poor. And I think everyone's in agreement on that. Look, yeah. We said a couple of weeks ago the dogs are mad to get rid of him. The dogs would have been mad to keep him. And a club would be mad to pay anything much for him at the recruitment table. He's now. a cultural cancer now. Yeah, buyer beware. Maybe Fremantle can go after him in their pursuit for a 2018 flag. I mean, potentially the best option would be an interstate side just to try and help him settle down a little bit. But that was one of his conditions that it wouldn't be anywhere outside of Victoria because he won't leave his kids. The thing is that uh, if, if all the allegations are true, then he might not end up seeing his kids anyway because mm. uh, is he the sort of really the sort of man you'd want well they can't really stop your that. kids with you he can't stop him can't stop him unless he's dangerous which there's no evidence of that yeah but oh. how likely is it to happen that he gets the old PR managed stint in rehab full you know confession PR managed confession oh I'm Cousins such an asshole oh I was doing terrible things but I'm much better now and by the start of next season he's a, all of a sudden he's a good bloke again I think it's going to take a while for this stain to disappear. No, the public are very forgiving. And maybe that's part of the reason she's done this too, to, you know, to try to make people aware and maybe maybe he'll get help. He needs help. He need, If he's a gambling addict, he needs help. And the more you hide it, the worse it gets. So, you know, maybe she's done it for the right reasons. We don't know. I don't think she has, I don't think she has wrong reasons to do it. She has every right yeah, to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the public may be forgiving, yeah, but no, Bay 13 is not. So this won't be going away anytime soon for us. Oh, no, he's going in a barrel full of acid with us. <laughs> I mentioned how Stringer's not dangerous, so he can't really be kept from his kids. Speaking of someone who is a bit dangerous, or presumably appears to be after Saturday night, Paddy Ryder, interfering <laughs> with a <laughs> copper and assault. And... Every single sports supporter, a puff supporter, would be so happy that, oh, yes, Adelaide lost. We're going to give rip shit on the <laughs> 24 hours later. <laughs> They're getting fucked in the ass. Like, how dumb could you be? You couldn't be any dumber to go, you know what, I'm a Port Adelaide supporter. What should I do tonight? I know I'll go out in the middle of mm. Adelaide where I'll be recognised by everyone. They would have been looking for someone to put in a barrel. You know, he probably punched them because they tried to, but, you know. Salt to salt. Yeah, the puffers already now had the off-season ladder with a bullet. 
I don't get it. You'd go out and get in this shit anyway, but clearly on a night where South Australia's probably going to be a, not quite as riotous as Richmond. But... A little bit on edge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, he's just dumb as dog shit, isn't he, at the end of the day? Yeah, shit act from him. Speaking of shit acts, Hawthorne's female CEO did not last long. Penal. What's going on? You, are you a club in crisis right now? You have a CEO for five months. It took forever to fill the position, and then now you sacked her. Yeah, it took five months to fill the position, and now she's lasted five months. And um, I said before that I have uh, never been proven wrong on this show. And I'm sure if you go back five months, you will hear me talk about how this is a terrible appointment and how this was just tokenism and it's just political correctness gone mad. Don't go back and listen to the episode because (laughs) you've just heard what I said. You don't need to go back and and listen to what I actually said because I've just repeated it now. That was 100% it. I called it. But, yeah, clearly she just wasn't up for the job, apparently. I think she clashed with too many egos. I I, I don't know the story because clearly, well, one thing's for sure. The the club put out a, a statement that said she's resigning to deal with personal and family issues, and I'm 100 Hundred percent calling BS on that. Yeah, that is. Uh, and obviously, a board member has stepped down now as well. So I guess with the misleading <coughs> statement, the club, and now there's a vacancy on the board and in the CEO slot. I guess you could call us a, a club in crisis, and um, we do just maybe need our own little focus on footy board mm-hmm. challenge at the end of the year, just to crack the whip and, and get us back into shape. Apparently the um, the journo runs the sisterhood there, Caro. She reckons that um, he did not get along uh, well with Clarkson. He did not build bridges football department and because she was from cycling australia or something like that she was involved in management of a cycling body she kept using all of these bloody cycling uh <laughs> and everyone's like looking around going the fuck does that mean is this legit yeah this is in an article so, so this Carol- is like ruse coming into melbourne and offering all these sydney comparisons <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> just talk, talking about cycling and they're all look, got bemused looks on their faces i know we finished 10th this year but we're only in the peloton and you know if all we got to do is just ride along in there and just make sure we're thereabouts at finals time and then we can sprint for the finish and take the jersey it's not a sprint it's a climb so there's two explanations that are out there to explain i guess why she was sacked because i think she's been sacked she's definitely been i I don't buy the pr bullshit being sacked sounds sounds better yeah, so there's, there's two explanations that I've heard, and one of them is that she really clashed with, with Gil in particular. Yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure she didn't get on with Clarko, but that, that was a given because Clarko doesn't get along with anyone. And so um, she's just really clashing with Gil and the AFL executives who then either directly or indirectly put pressure on Hawthorne to say she needs but since, to go. But since when have you bowed to them? Like, you just ignored them on the Tassie deal last time. You just said, fuck yeah. It just, it just seems weird, but the, the more likely one is that it's got to do with the AFLW thing because apparently she's diverted resources internally away from the football department and away from Dingley uh, project to concentrate from on the AFLW bid, which has came, gone. Obviously, we weren't successful, so that's gone. She's got a bit of egg on her face, and now having made a misstep there has been shown the door. I buy that, I think, rather than it being just a relationships thing. 
I think coming from the cycling background, they have the polka dot jersey in the Tour de France, and I reckon she wanted to bring back that bloody diamond check jersey that <laughs> 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 you guys ran with all those years ago, and I reckon that pissed a few people off. A clash over the clash jumper, mm. I guess maybe. Said, get her out. We need to get her sectioned under the Mental Health Act before she brings that jersey back. But can anyone else say they blame her for diverting money to an awful bid when instead of putting it into Dingley? Like, surely that's the smart thing to do anyway. Well, yeah. not if we don't get the fucking awful license. Well, yeah, but rejecting Dingley's a win anyway, isn't it? Apparently what not. What do you mean not getting an awful license? If they're going to give one to fucking injectors and they're going to give one to the fucking club with the worst history of treatment of women in the world, <laughs> fuck you. 28% was, of your supporters don't even want to fuck women. Don't worry about it. I was surprised that we did not get the license given we've uh, taken the steps to promote diversity by having a female CEO. Uh, tokenism. Clearly that clearly that token gesture didn't work, so it was time to try something else. Well, I, I've got an idea. Let's sack her. <laughs> Holy shit, the timing is pretty bad, though, when you consider that you missed out an awful license on, what, Wednesday, and then by Monday next week, she's gone. Well, yeah, that's why I think that, that explanation makes sense, that the two just have to be up, related. Yeah. Why'd we appoint you for? I can't see her getting sacked if we, if we did get a license, at least not now. Yeah, not yet. You'd do it quietly. Because that would be a PR disaster if we... I think it's still a PR disaster. A CEO sacked after five months is a PR disaster no matter which way you spin it. Yeah, and the fact that we've tried to spin it and been very unsuccessful in the process is just, yeah, more egg on face. I mean, it could have been handled more gracefully, certainly. It could get worse for you, though, because I actually saw Hawthorne's supporter suggest, and I I'm, I'm, wouldn't be surprised if this out goes, that in three months' time, you work Simon Leftley and into her job. Um, that's what I'm hearing, and um, <laughs> lethality is going to orgasm. Why don't you just recruit Jake Stringer while you're at it? Yeah, <laughs> the family club. The family club. Uh, to pr- promoting diversity by having a female CEO to having fucking Simon Lettling and Jake Stringer. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, the good news is at least he'll get the Dingley project back on track. <laughs> he might get you an awful license too. He, he started off in there and he... He's got relationships with all the women at AFL House. In terms of credentials, like, obviously, when Tracy Gordry came in, she was a bit of an outsider. People were asking, you know, is she qualified? She hasn't worked in AFL or, or, or indeed, business before. What makes her qualified to be CEO? And AFL or business? Clearly. clearly that was a good vetting process. Clearly. It was a token appointment because she was rubbish and had to go. But if you look at Simon Lethley and CB, it's hard to imagine anyone more qualified. So I'd almost welcome the appointment on the back of his CV. It's just that there's one big elephant in the room. Uh, or should I say snake in the room? I'm just going to say I find it funny that Hawthorne wanted Amit Baines from St Kilda and he said no. So we screwed Hawthorne again. <laughs> just make Clark go see. 
CEO already. <laughs> he, may, he may as Sorry, well. He, he does everything else down there. President, CEO, and coach. Speaking of the awful expansion, Hawthorne weren't the only ones who didn't get a license. Essendon didn't, and boy, are they filthy. These are some of the best belts of the week. It's almost as though they believed that even though they didn't apply the first time, they should get one. Maybe if you weren't injecting drugs and paying James Hurd's contract out, you'd be able to apply for one, like when everybody else did. I can't see the logic in giving a license to Gold Coast. Apparently, there's participation numbers in Queensland are big in women's football. Apparently, that's the reason. Well, why don't they get rid of the male team and just have a female <laughs> team up there? The AFL team's doing nothing. Just have a women's team up there. That might be how it goes. But it's interesting to see some of the ways the teams have gone. Dan, how do you feel about North effectively being half Tasmanian in this or having a Tassie branding? Yeah, I'm, the only thing I'm concerned about is no blokes with cut-off dicks in the team. Um, and, um, <laughs> is that your only concern? This is my ma- only main concern, yeah. No trannies, Dan. No trannies. No tranny policy. No matter how good they are or how big they the are. Tassie no trannies. Tassie no, that, that's a name. That rings. The Tassie no trannies. Oh, Jasmine's yeah, not going to like it's a, that. It's a bit of an oxymoron, though. <laughs> the, the teams that got licenses, they're not effective until 2019. Is that right? You got it in 2019, along with G-Long, and everybody else got him in 2020. Okay. Isn't it going to just die, yeah. in a, die in the arse, though? I mean, isn't this just going to be a little bit of half-interesting thing uh, that, that eventually that, everyone that goes, that's still going? Who knows? I reckon they'll probably get enough just by playing a short season in February, March. They'll probably make enough off the TV rights, a minimal TV rights hit to fund it at its current setup. It's not expensive to run. It's no more expensive than the State League. You didn't watch the Women's League this year, Teach? Oh, I, I watched about five minutes and I thought, fucking suburban like reserves is better standard. It yeah, is. the first year is a lot of trial and error. I mean, it was never going to be smooth to begin with. Yeah, they had no. some fierce games, though. I I mean, I watched quite a bit. It was a pretty bad standard, but at the same time, it won't get any worse, you wouldn't think. Yeah, can only go up. Yeah, the skills were never going to be great to start. Yeah, yeah. just I worry about how feasible is it to have two Queensland teams, two New South Wales teams, it's... because, you know, mm. they're, they're struggling for attendance and supporters. It is in the, in the male competition, and just, yeah, I would have preferred to see more traditional clubs get the licences they so richly deserve from their work to promote diversity by having a female CEO. <laughs> <laughs> and then throwing her on the track. You um, really, really want that license, don't you? I'm not saying I won't watch, but it, I, I, I would take a lot more interest if there were a Hawthorne team running around there. That's just a fact. I'm sure most of most of you would be the, the same. I do agree, but you probably should have just applied from the outset. Like, you didn't apply in the first batch, and maybe if you had, you'd probably have got one, because it appears the AFL just rewarded all the teams that did. But that's not on merit. Well, it is, because they because they actually... That is merit. You should assess people on the merit of their application and their qualifications, and not some sort of... Well, your qualifications seem to be, check out our female CEO. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Some, not some tokenism, is that what you're saying? You didn't even have Michael Long's daughter. You can have Hannah Mancy too, by the way. <laughs> She'll balance out the stringer and the left lane connection. <laughs> Pino, you don't even have a female mascot. Like, are you even trying? Do, do St Kilda? Yes. Is the male mascot allowed within 50 feet of her? They don't have to patrol <laughs> opposite sides of the ground? Don't. No. I will say, I think our mascot has a really constipated grin on his face all the time with the mask. No, but it's a, the mascot in the female one's probably a bloke anyway, so... I mean, it's... <laughs> so it's a tranny, Dan. 
I get, yeah. Gender confused. I don't think it really compares, though. Like, what's a more powerful statement for diversity or in- inclusion? A female mascot or a female CEO? <laughs> well, people actually knew our mascot's name, so... What is his... He has a, he's a name. He's not just called Seda. It's a she. Angelica. Oh, like an angel. <laughs> Have you got a photo with Angelica Cookson? No. Have you had a threesome with Angelica Cookson? <laughs> <laughs> Angelica, Santa, and Cookie. <laughs> it's a no. Anything else on the awful expansion? What's Forehead's name again? Daisy Pierce. Daisy Pierce has been pumped up the same way Mona Hope was. No, but she's she actually female played well. Danger field. She actually she played well. She's get together. Yeah, I know. Have media whore babies. I'm not a huge fan of her performance in the media. She's just not Kelly Underwood, but she's not Narrowly Meadows either. I'll agree with that, but at the same time, she gets paid well for an awful player, but really she doesn't get paid enough to make a living out of football without it. So if she can transition that... And, then... I, and I guess as the, the sort of clear-cut best, or in the best handful of, of players, I guess she has a platform worth listening to, which is why I didn't really think it was a big deal when she's on the Norm Smith panel. Yeah. But she's still not the most polished media no. performer. Will that get better in time? Maybe, maybe not. And let's be honest, like at the Brownlow, everyone was shit. Except Fev. And I guess when the fucking clowns like Basil still running around, then like not being a polished media performer is... She's hardly alone. Can we move on to one of the funniest stories of this week, one that seemed laughable. We sort of laughed off about a month ago, but has made a triumphant return this week and looks like happening. Hodge to Brisbane. (laughs) (laughs) What the actual fuck? Oh, all these one club players. Club in crisis. Sack the board. Well, you did already. The rest of them. Clean the whole place out. We need to focus on... Hodgy. Focus on Hodgy. Oh, no. I hope if we could get a board spill together, like, we on the Bay need to, need to band together to get this to happen. We need to get the board challenge group together, call it Focus on Family, and then out <laughs> to our two objectives, like how uh, Focus on Footy came with Get Barmy and Sack Dimmer or something, we, we just need to say Focus on Family... Install Simon Lethlin as CEO <laughs> and get Jake Stringer to the club at all costs. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, two years. Oh, will he take it? As if you wouldn't. Like, he's going to get paid regardless. He might go out less gloriously than Stevie J. Yeah, but does anyone I mean, think it's a good idea? No. It's not a good, good idea for him, not a good idea for Brisbane. But Well, I mean, fucking, it's a great idea for Hodgie, I guess, from the perspective of... I mean, Brisbane, given their cap situation, especially they're going to lose Rockcliffe, they've got to fucking pay someone. So Hodgie going up there, he's going to be on some good coin. Yeah, his his superannuation account certainly would, would want him uh, to go up there. We've seen some bizarre recruitments over yeah, like the last the, few years, but this this is up there with Maine or Vickery in regards to what the fuck. The Mitchell one was just bizarre enough for me. Like, but I the Mitchell one still could, made sense. For, process that. Well, it kind of made sense from a West Coast perspective because he had a lot to give as a player, but at the same time, 
uh, from Hawthorne's point of view, like he has a lot to give as a player. Why would you let him go? I guess he realised that we weren't in the window anymore. In which case, it kind of makes sense. But from from Hodgie, he's clearly cooked. Like he had a couple of shockers this year. Still good, but his body's just not up to it anymore. And I wouldn't have wanted him to go around again next year. And clearly made the right call to retire when he did. And then now two year deal at Brisbane. Just what the fuck? It makes no sense. No, but it makes for a lot of lols. Yes, I guess the one the person that comes out of it probably the best is Oji because it's the play what ten, fifteen games a year tops and no real expectations and collect nice salary. Gets just, cushy just, money. But he's gonna he's gonna embarrass himself. He's totally gonna he might pull the plug after one, two or halfway through the first. Like if he if he goes out sniping or if he goes out fucking just absolute shadow of his former self, like how badly would that hurt his legacy? It might come off come off like um remember when um Tony Lockett came back this few weeks? Oh, yeah, that was a bad comeback. That was really bad wasn't it? And how how do you feel? He's going to be remembered as a Brisbane player now. Oh, that pissed me off in the fucking grand final retiring lap thing. Fucking West Coast legend Sam Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> At least I haven't bought any merchandise for over five hundred dollars that says one club champion on it. Hawthorne fleecing their fans. <laughs> the family club. The club must be as surprised as as anyone at this point. I don't think they would have anticipated this because like the general consensus like every everyone's fucking said for three months now yeah i'm just pretty much done don't want him going around again because that would be potentially a bit embarrassing and it's going out at the right time and no one would have seen this coming except maybe clarko maybe clarko told him to go too he's just going get out get out go play somewhere else please just I don't know if this is some part, part of some master genius plan to... So, who wants Ruffy? Seems like it's a free-for-all. Who wants Ruffy? He's the next nah, oldest nah, senior nah. player The, the real question there. is, uh, who wants Vickery? <laughs> no one wants Vickery. <laughs> no one. Uh, not even North. Not <laughs> even no, no. And even if we did, Vickery would just say no anyways. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be turned down by Tyrone. No, you don't. That's just embarrassing. So you don't, but you don't ask. No, you don't. Yeah, you just don't ask. Fremantle could try it for their 2018 flag tilt. I'd rather be turned down by Tyrone than have Tyrone say yes to you. I wish Tyrone <laughs> had turned us down That's last true. year. It is pretty funny that on the subject of that, we'll move on to some of the trade movements and all that shit. It is pretty funny that some of the players on the market, like there's a lot of players, everybody's linked to North that's around. They're all North supporters. All of them. There's not many left, but North, 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 North everywhere. Both St Kilda's linked to Rory Sloan. Cookie, could it be? It's St Kilda supporters, so by North logic, it's on. Cookie, yeah. So you're going to get Rory. That'll make you feel good, Lounge, pretty. Well, they did keep McGovern, but um, Cameron and Lee are almost certainly gone. Hmm. If they lose Sloan as well, is that the uh, is that the window officially shut? They want, two, they want two feet. first rounders for Lever. They might Big get Then they'll trade for Bryce Gibbs, though. It's interesting, but I'm surprised that they can't keep players. Like, Port seem to keep players from interstate, and they're a much scummier club. They have Koshy as president, for fuck's sake, who calls into question their effort. Like, no one at Adelaide's doing that. Yeah, but there's probably a cult of personality around. 
Koshy and all that. Mm, that's Wait, true. Like Ollie Wines is probably propaganda to be a South Australian by now. It's strange, and I wonder. Is, I wonder what it is because they've is lost too Burgoyne many players the last, over the last seven or eight years. Conversely, is Burgoyne the last decent player that Port have lost? Yeah, even Boke didn't go to Geelong. And the guys that went to GWS were bloody Corns and Brogue, and they were finished. Mm. Cracked up, but he Son, wasn't any he good. Was, and then he came back anyway. Because yeah, Port haven't lost many, but the Crows for some well, reason just cannot keep. They're their losing players. that. Uh, I think one of the Chiqui brothers. Oh, yeah, Chiqui's leaving, yeah. Chiqui might be going to the Suns to play with this brother. Six years and out, the Chiqui. Jack Watts. Yeah, Melbourne have told him to look elsewhere. And Port, the Destination Club, are attracting Jack Watts. <laughs> the Destination Club, Port. What's the Motlock? <sighs> That's exactly what Port need, a soft, outside sort of flaky runner. Like, Watts is basically the sort of player that Koshy just slammed. Someone probably... When when the fucking Motlop rumours, Motlop to Port rumours first got uh, out there, someone probably went to Koshi and said, yeah, that's exactly what we need, a soft outside runner. We just need more soft guys in our team. Probably saying it fully sarcastically, but Koshi, <laughs> being a fucking idiot that he is, probably took him seriously and thought, oh yeah, that, that, that is exactly what we need. We'll get Jack Watts as well. You know what? That's probably right. How's this about Geelong supposedly telling 10 players to look at opportunities elsewhere? They are desperate. That's a quarter of your list. That's fucking That's panic 10. stations. And I can't even think of... I'm ten... not buying it. I reckon it's just bullshit. What happens if 10 players move on? They're either delisted or traded. What are you going to say then? I probably won't say anything because I won't turn up. If 10 players leave, how will they be able to have a full list for next year? I mean, they can only draft so many players, right? No, you can draft, well, can yeah, you can draft as many as you have draft picks. And obviously... They're trying to get Gazarin and trying to get Stringer and all these others. There'd have to be swaps involved so that they would have enough players, but... Um, yeah, they'll, just, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll probably mortgage their future even more and trade out yet another first rounder for picks 70, 75, and 88 just so they actually have enough picks to field They're the not list. Hawthorne. They're not chasing yeah. Jake or O'Meara. No, no of... they're chasing Jake Stringer, and I'd rather have uh, O'Meara in that situation. There's a little bit of that sort of firing. I'm, I'm sure there's a little bit of that firing shots across the bow of underperforming players to go, well, you know, you've this is your last chance, and if you find something else we we'd look at it but if you really want to stay well that's gonna you're gonna look really smart if all 10 of them find opportunities somewhere yeah, else what if modlop becomes a brown low man well a north oh, brown low <laughs> <laughs> yeah look i'll uh I'm, I'm happy to take uh to take money on that i'll, I'll lay odds on that cookie i'll give you a 10 to 1 against Jeez, 10 to 1. Yeah, How much do you want to lay? I'll get better odds betting one bucket to tap. Yeah, yeah this is the worst, worst odds ever. <laughs> Motlop's probably $500 right now. He, 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 could, he could maybe fluke, because I know whenever Port Adelaide play in Anzac Round, they have the special medal for that game. He could probably fluke that just on his one good game a year, but there's no way he's getting near a Norm Smith, let alone a Brownlow. Because right, Port have to make a grand final with the outside runners that Koshy's recruiting. The only medal he could possibly get close to would be the Leon Davis and that would have to be require an enormous fluke on whoever he's playing for making the grand final and him actually getting a game. He was your best finals performer. Yeah, but we that's not saying much. Let's face it. Well, it says a lot about guys like Dangerfield and Selwood that they're getting outshone by Motlop. Yeah, keep pot shotting away there from, what was it, 12th or 15th place, whatever it was. Starburns is the only one you can pot shot off. Oh, yeah, but see, I've seen all these 
classless Hawthorne supporters over the last few years and bathwater insufferable dogs. I'm just not going to do that. You know, my club's untrollable, but... Classless that, Hawthorne supporters? It's only Tasshawk. Bosk. And oh, only Tasshawk? And, Jesus. And Crypt yeah, let me Crypt see. And... Where does the fucking list start? Remember Chewy? The shorter list is the ones who aren't. <laughs> Chewy. Yeah, exactly. So I've seen all this, and I'm I'm going to try and be as you know what my club's untrollable, and I'm going to enjoy it. But at the same time, I don't need to hang shit on fucking Geelong or Hawthorne any more than I already do. Oh, you've got groupie for that. <laughs> anyway, nothing else on the player movement, free agency, all that shit. Just is Port Adelaide potentially the club that we could uh, send Vickery off to? Well, Patrick Ryder might get delisted, so they'll be on the lookout <laughs> for a ruckman. I mean, sh- surely we could tell Koshy that he, he he'd make an excellent cash cock (laughs) anyway i think we'll move on to this week on the bay and we'll begin with flog of the week just richmond posters in general i think oh fuck off that's a little bit harsh we haven't had many we haven't had many pop-up sprinklers this week You've had oh, heaps. Heaps of Port yeah, Adelaide. You... Port Adelaide pop-up sprinkler. Yeah, I was going to go for my flog of the week, and I'm fucking plugger. Now, I know that the dogs won the fucking free kick count last year, and even though they didn't determine the game because umpires don't, it, there were about two bad calls in our game, but we won by fucking 48 points, you dickhead. That's a fair call. Plug, plugger did dickhead it up big time. Oh, so. just, just, shut, <laughs> just stop melting about the fucking umpires, you, you fucking moron. More believable fairy tales and Bulldogs and Tigers premierships. I can't give Plug and Flog of the Week, despite his friends being stupid, but they made me smile. They were funny. They were stupid. What's he going to do when St Kilda finally fucking win one? Oh, he'll be insufferable. You'll just have to ban him just to, you know, to keep him at arm's length. Because, you know what, Dan? I'm allowed to backflip and admit that I'm wrong, but he can't just decide that the AFL is no longer rigged. It was rigged every year except that one. That actually defies logic. That's a backflip you can't make. You can't just decide it's rigged every every year for 15 years and then not. Well, the, the backflips that, back that both can't be made. But, yeah, yeah, you, know, you can. You can say you're wrong. It doesn't because... stop the individual. Well, then you have to say you're wrong for the for the entirety of the year. Have I not admitted that? Who else we got for Flog of the Week? Sports Maniac as well. Same reason. Can we write Richo at the disco again? His team's won the flag, and he is as good as an opportunity to come on and, <laughs> and, and just It's not, it's not his fault he can't get it's Skype this... working. It's like... I... It is his fault. Yes, yes it he's... is. He needs to oh, he's a get a complete computer that was built after 2007. I was going to say, let's just give it to General Giant because he's a dumbass. But... Well, we can give it to him too. I've got to nominate Aramis, Aramis, whatever. <laughs> a, for being the Hawthorne floggo that is calling the cup club up to demand refunds of his hodgy memorabilia. <laughs> One club champion. After being sold a lemon with merchandise bearing the banner One Club Champion. And two... He's, he's suggested that uh, to fill our vacant CEO position, we look at uh, none other than Ian Narev, a.k.a. the bald fuckhead from the Commonwealth Bank, who's now in trouble for not meeting his anti-money laundering and terrorism finance obligations. Okay. He would fit right in at the family club. <laughs> I, well, it's probably more, more family-friendly than... Um... Isn't that Tom Petrosky or something? <laughs> 
finance guy looks like Dracula. The finance guy? <laughs> the one that just no. appears on the news. Yeah. yeah. The one that just goes on the news to read out what the share market did that day. <laughs> yeah. Go and put him yeah, in charge penal. Him. He'll, he'll, take it. He'll, take, he'll take you to the promised land financially. <laughs> is he still rocking the hobo look? He, he is, yes. <laughs> He's had that for a long time now. God, why doesn't he just shave that thing? He looks like someone who's been living off Flinders Street. You can mistake him for Matt Spanger. <laughs> Anybody else we got for Flog of the Week? I'm just throwing a blanket over all the Port supporters for showing up to kick the shit out of Adelaide and then, and then disappearing. Next minute, Paddy Ryder, and they're all uh, defending him and saying how, you know, the news articles are, you know, big beat up and this sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'm saying uh, all the Port Adelaide supporters. Can we also go for that any dog supporter that has defended Stringer? They exist. I can't find any. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's some some. probably that um, Matt Dougie guy. Oh, that guy's a complete wanker. Yeah. Actually, on this, can I just mention the fact that most of the melts over Richmond winning, I don't even recall seeing one from a Crows flog. Then again, I haven't been to the Crows board, but my God, there are so many from like Fremantle Teffy? and Teffy. There's a few Northies, but there's there's quite a few from everywhere else, but it's like the Crows supporters that seemingly don't give a fuck. They just know how bad they were. Like, mm. what are they going to say? What could they, ha- you know? They well, they could have blamed the MCG it. like half the other cockheads. <laughs> A lot of taller flogs like that too. Giant flogs. They were way, way too bad to be able to open their mouths about. Yeah, can we just can we just nominate anyone that subscribes to the whole? The grand final being played at the MCG is unfair. I saw a bunch of GWS flogs going with it. You've been supporting the game for fucking five minutes, or you turn code with someone. Same morons forget that. The Adelaide Crows won two premierships in the 90s. The Brisbane Lions had a three-peat. Port Adelaide, Sydney, West Coast, they Tasmania. all won flags at the MCG. And, Tasmania, any, anyone, Auckland, they won flags. I've seen people, and like even it's not just the interstatus, also that you get the, the occasional Victorian team supporting White Knight. And it's always a fucking Geelong supporter <laughs> because they've got that chip on their shoulder. Ah, I should play at Simmons. It's rigged. That anyone who comes into a thread and says, hand on heart, without trolling, yes, it would be a good idea to have a grand final at Spotless Stadium, should have their fucking posting privileges revoked permanently. <laughs> that means forever. Who do we want to give it to then? Everyone that's anti-MCG grand final. Yep, and Puffer supporters, yep. and Freo supporters, and fucking Aramis. And... Just give it to everybody who isn't a Richmond supporter this week. Oh, that's unfair. Hey! <laughs> it's been pretty good this week. Like most, It's not been like past years. I'm actually surprised at the lack of trolling, to be honest. A lot of complaining, a lot of whining, a lot of whinging, but it's actually been pretty magnanimous all over, hasn't it? It has been. Certainly, there's not been the bathwater sort of... Not quite yet the bathwater floggery. I imagine we'll yeah, probably get... this fucking space, I tell you. By the next time we're on, you'll probably be sick of us, and there'll be a few new ones. Uh, there's still a few Richmond supporters to make appearances on the bay. Speaking of, you know, everything being magnanimous, I want to go to Thread the Week, and I want to begin with what was one of my more underrated threads for this week. It won't win, but I did like it. It was from Pack Lunch. It was Condolences Bay, Long Live Lol North. And I think it summed up the general sentiment that, holy shit, the, the bay has existed entirely with in the universe of Richmond failure, and now what do you do? You say fuck Carlton? No, it seems to be North and Carlton. But yeah, I like that one. Also liked He Who Laughs Last getting a bump.
finally, Dan. <laughs> no, he he used to uh, can be buddies now because you're both bandwagon flogs. He he's worse. He disappeared for four years. Four years that guy yeah, has been. What a bandwagon! What a bandwagoner! And he no, he's worse than you. And he turns up after after. How Richmond am I? How am I a bandwagon? I never stopped supporting Richmond. I was I was equal. No, well you're I a bandwagon over over the Hardwick situation. You are. No, I'm not a bandwagon over the Hardwick situation. I was wrong over the Hardwick yes, situation. Are. It's different. Yes, you are. No, and you're still wrong, and you'll continue to be wrong because you're going to remain an anti-Hardwick person. You don't have to be that forever. Yes, you do. No, you, you do because no, you've had multiple chances to change. I know. And now, with, and now, and now, I've, and now I've chosen. This is my time to change. I, I'm allowed to no, do that. It's a free country. You don't get to change after the fact. No, fuck politics. You don't get to change <laughs> after the fact. I get to change whenever the fuck I want. It's my team. Regardless, that okay, whatever. That peanut who created that thread abandoned ship and then turned back after Richmond won the flag. See, that bump would have been so much better if it would have been if it came from you or any other Richmond poster. That peanut had the, the nerve <laughs> and pumped that thread when he knows full well that he ditched it. So, what's his username now? RT. RT, you are a flog. My thread of the week Zachers, Paddy Ryder, confirmed thug. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, I loved okay. the timing of it. The timing was beautiful. It came in just when all the puffers were in, you know, giving it to Adelaide. And it also got Cookson's um, off-season ladder started up too. So that's my one for the week. I like the stare-down backfire. And my personal favourite, Starburns, was wrong. <laughs> I was wondering, I was oh, wondering when that one was going to come up. I expected that, that to be one, Dan. That one was good. Uh, uh, I like more, more believable fairy tales than the Bullflogs and Tuggers premierships. It was a good thread. Honestly, take from that vein and nominate conclusive proof that the 2017 grand final was Yes, fixed. I was just about to mention that one. Not that I agree with the OP, but there's a blurred up picture of Basha Bully that just made me laugh. That was very good. I'm thinking of having it as my avatar. It's so funny. I shouldn't be laughing at it, but it's just so fucking dumb I'm laughing at it. I don't know why. It's so flat earth though. It's like fucking, it belongs on the conspiracies board. It's an, I reckon it's a Amazing. Oh, the other one, Jack Revolt, um, Premiership Player Appreciation. Threat. Jasney, threat. And, of course, the bottom 50, which we didn't nominate last week because there'll be other weeks. My favourite write-up was the Mark Lacroix one. Oh, that um, was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> what did he say something about the French retreat? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah it's basically <laughs> the cry the Frenchman used to mean. He kicked him Rackler's goal now. It's just, oh, he surrendered again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then just like a Carlton accountant making up the numbers. Oh, beautiful. It's off to a good start. So what are we giving it to? A lot of choices. Been a good week. I feel like we can't give it to bottom 50 since we're probably going to give it in the direct trade period. I think we do this every year, though. We go, we're not yeah. going to give it to bottom 50 this week, and then we never do. Well, then give it to bottom 50. No, no, but I want to hear, I want to hear from others. There might be a legitimately better one. Is there one that we like more? Well, I'm kind of, I, I like the conclusive proof that the 2007 grand final was fixed. I like you. Who laughs last? You I'm would. Sticking <laughs> with I'm with going with the we conclusive. Are I, thought, Sorry? I thought Dan would have voted for 2017 worst season ever. Yeah, I did give that one a read. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> You gotta go. You gotta go with what's funny. 
I'm happy for yeah, conclusive proof. Conclusive proof, you Dan. Yeah, conclusive proof. All right. Last week's poll is the Brownlow voting rigged. Twenty percent said no. Thirty-three point three percent said yes, and forty-six point seven percent said it's a disgrace that votes for Jack Watts were not counted. And the only thing left to do before we wrap up, there's not really much to look forward to as far as preseason. We'll be back for the trade and free agency in about a month. This is our last one for a month. And before we do that, the last thing I want. Teach, it's your time to shine. We haven't done oh, this in a few weeks. It is yes, right. It is the grades. All right, so who haven't we done? Sydney. Sydney. Um, I'll give Sydney a B minus. They had a that magnificent run after a shit start, and um, that was a pretty good retrieval of a season that was going to go down the toilet, but then it all ended in flames. So credit where credit's due. When they played well, geez, they looked good. I thought that they were going to make the grand final, but I'll give them a B minus. So I'm being a bit nice to Sydney because I thought they played some... That's, that's a bit nice. They couldn't even beat Geelong. Oh, jeez, you've got to be good to beat Geelong, don't you, Starburns? You got, huh? Yeah, well, some, some teams do it by... 51 points. Yeah, good teams. Mm, Premiership yeah. caliber. So, okay, teams. I'm going to go B, B, B minus with Sydney. Okay, West Coast. West Coast. West Coast. Uh, C minus. Arsehole it into the, into the finals and then got everybody's dead rubber in the finals and got over the puffers <laughs> and then got dealt with promptly. So, yeah, C minus. They, they made the finals, so credit where credit's due, but they weren't really that good anyway. So, yeah, C minus. GWS. GWS. This is so hard, but they did run into that. Um, they, they were the one side that actually gave Richmond a fight in the finals. So I'll give them a B. They never really looked like they believed they were going to win that game. They put in that one good finals game against the West Coast. But, uh, yeah, when they played Richmond, they didn't look like they were going to win it, but they give them a game for a few quarters. So I'll give GWS a B. Now Adelaide. Adelaide. Oh, I'm going to give them a B minus. They had a worse year than GWS. Yeah, well, I mean, to go all that way, to be the heaviest scoring side of the year, to have won as many games as they did, to finish top of the ladder, to win their two finals the way that they did, surely, surely they should have put up a better fight in the grand final. And, and to fuck it up at that badly and to just... Give in without a whimper. Nah, it's just got abject failure written all over it. So, you know, fuck off. Um, <laughs> no, we didn't do Geelong. Well, well, I was going to come to them last, but okay, give us Geelong. Uh, no, we've got to go with Richmond last. So Geelong gets a C. A C because it's an average season. What's an average season for Geelong? Turning up to a preliminary final and getting your head kicked in. That's exactly I'm pretty what pretty sure. Doing. Pretty sure there's some bottom eight teams that got a better grade than C. Well, C's, well, you've got to go with, if it's an average season, that's average for Geelong. You turn up with a prelim, you get your head kicked in. That's all there is to it. So that's a C. C for the I agree. Cats. Good call. Good call. I think we can look forward to many more C seasons from you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking over them. Thanks very much. I wonder what they'll be next year with, like, 10 players off their list. Oh, well, I'd have to rate them better then because uh, whatever they did, it would be an outstanding performance, wouldn't it? Smart art. They'll be a C for Christianity because they'll reunite the God Squad of Gary Ablett and Zach Smith. Is Zach Smith a God, by the way? Yeah. Do they all hang out with Rancy? No, he's a Joho. Yeah, I know. He goes, he's the door knocker. Richmond. Well, where else can you go? A plus. A plus. The A plus. Outstanding season. Outstanding result. 
they looked like they belonged in September. They just won every game with just ease in the end. Every player that ran out for Richmond in the finals played to their potential and as a as a team unit, they didn't look like they were going to get beaten at any stage. So that's it. A-plus for the Tigers. Well-deserved. I can't fucking believe I'm saying it, but there you go. Neither can I, but for the next six months, we're virtually untrollable. Well, you say that now, but... No, you're still trollable. Well, come at us. <laughs> yeah, we'll, you got? yeah, we will. Don't worry. What do you got? Yeah, I've got nothing. Uh, we'll, we'll find something. And this was the Flogcast for the postseason wrap. Starburn's joined by Dan. Yeah, see you later. Ta-ta. Cheerio. It's going to be a strange, depressing off-season, I can tell you. When oh, are we going to listen? When are we? When do we get the outtakes? When are we going to listen to that shit? Uh, normally comes after the draft episode. Okay. Once we have, right. once we have all the outtakes, we're ever going to need. Wish it. See you later. Congratulations, Starburns and Richo and all the other Richmond supporters. And RT as well, yeah. Oh, absolutely, RT and <laughs> Smasher. <laughs> Cookie. Welcome, Rory. Teach. Adios. And Penal. Yeah, c- congrats to Richmond, of course. I believed in you, Hardwick, all along, unlike <laughs> some idiots here. And uh, just just a reminder to support my uh, board challenge uh, of, at the Hawthorne Footy Club. I'm, I'm calling it Focus on Family. And uh, we're going to get Simon Lethlean in as CEO, Jake Stringer in as captain, get me a seat on the board there somewhere. And thanks to Dan's excellent suggestion, Tom Petrosky in as president. Um, and, and, and with that, that awesome foursome, because we know how much ladies love the hobo look, with that awesome foursome in those roles, the market's not the only thing that'll be bare. And we lost Morgs in there, but thanks for listening and we'll see you after the trade and free agency period.